Today's episode is sponsored by Alone in the Dark. The highly anticipated new reimagination by Pieces Interactive and THQ Nordic. Play as Edward Carnby or Emily Hartwood to explore your environments, fight monsters, solve puzzles, and uncover the true secret of Dorsetto Manor. Our favorite heroes are brought to life by Hollywood stars Jodie Comer of Killing Eve and David Harbour of Stranger Things, who lend not only their voices, but their appearance and their formidable acting skills to the brave protagonists. Experience a deep psychological story that goes beyond the realms of the imaginable, all dreamed up by Mikhail Hedberg, cult horror writer of Soma and Amnesia. The team at Pieces Interactive is supported by monster designer and legendary Guillermo del Toro collaborator Guy Davis, as well as doom jazz legend Jason Conan, who provides his eerie and haunting melodies for the right atmosphere. Alone in the Dark is available March 20th on PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Pre-order your copy now and escape into the dark. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. And welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and I hope you're having a very spooky and very scary October. Um, uh, there's a few things happening in the Blade Disgusting Network. We're obviously doing a spotlight every Thursday. Uh, John, the madman that he is, is doing 31 Days of Horror. This is, I want to say, the fourth or the fifth year. Uh, so for every day in October, he's uploading a new story. It's crazy and impossible, but I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, also, tomorrow, Wednesday, October... Uh, what is today? October 7th. Uh, I have a new show coming out, Out of Place. It's very similar to SCP, so if you're a fan of this show, I think you'll like Out of Place as well. Um, it's a pretty basic premise. A historian, Andrew Moss, is a archivist at the Carruthers Institute. And, you know, it's just a normal job. It pays his bills. But he starts getting some really strange artifacts. Uh, and that's all I want to tell you about it. But tune in every Wednesday uh, for the next 10 weeks. There'll be a new episode and it's a super cool show. I think you'll like it. Pins! Uh, the Blackwood pins came in. They're super duper cool. I'll definitely be doing another batch, so keep your eyes peeled in December, January-ish uh, for the next batch of pins and postcards. And I have one other really exciting thing to talk about. Uh, recently, we opened up a new uh, feature or benefit for our $10 patrons. Uh, aside from the pins that you now get, uh, anyone at $10 and above now can get their name in the show as a character. 
Uh, and this episode marks the first two patrons uh, to get their name in an episode. The first is Dr. Bora, named after Caleb Bora, and the second is Agent Brown, named after Melissa Brown. Uh, thank you guys so much for your patronage. And, uh, yeah, uh, some things happened to you in this episode, and <laughs> I am so sorry. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy. And on that note, of course, I want to give a huge shout-out to all of our other patrons, like Kataco, Amy Prem, Daisy Bell, and Dylan Douglas. Also, we have a special message from our ACAST supporter, Roosh Farmed. To my wife of 12 years, you don't listen to podcasts, so you won't hear this, but I've always loved you and I will always love you. A super sweet message. Uh, and on that note, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number SCP-2273. Object Class Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. SCP-2273 is to be contained in an M-Shack with furniture that can accommodate SCP-2273's weight and size. Additionally, the containment cell and adjacent observation interview room must act as a Faraday cage. Standard quality of life considerations apply. SCP-2273 requires approximately 8,000 calories per day in order to remain healthy. Standard human rations in quantities large enough to facilitate this are acceptable. The Site-17 Humanoid Anomaly Psychologist is to interview SCP-2273 weekly to ensure continued mental health of the subject while obtaining knowledge of SCP-2273's original timeline. SCP-2273 is an ECT B-Sapient Anomaly and is granted limited access to literature and musical media that may be revoked at any time. Description SCP-2273 is a humanoid entity believed to be of extra-universal origin that consists of two parts. SCP-2273-1 is believed to be a non-anomalous male human that shares a symbiotic relationship with an anomalous organism, SCP-2273-2. This organism completely covers SCP-2273-1, leaving no epidermis exposed. Notable physical characteristics of SCP-22732 are as follows. A chitinous carapace that forms a secondary exterior skeleton. Compound-lensed eyes giving SCP-22732 approximately a 270-degree field of vision and approximately 90 degrees of binocular vision. Earth tone coloration visually similar to military forest pattern camouflage. Advanced musculature that integrates with SCP-2273-1's musculoskeletal system and allows SCP-2273 to carry an estimated 1,200 kilograms in addition to its own weight. Proboscis similar in function to that of a common housefly used by SCP-2273-2 to procure nutrients for itself and its host. Colored scar tissue similar in nature to tattoos corresponding to military patches and badges. A fully functional organic radio transceiver capable of transmitting both encrypted and unencrypted audio messages over a wide bandwidth. 
Additionally, it is believed that SCP-22732 shares its circulatory and nervous system with its host. SCP-2273 is approximately 2.1 meters in height and 290 kilograms in weight. SCP-2273-2's exterior is heavily scarred on both forearms and shoulder blades. Upon recovery, these areas bore open wounds. SCP-2273 claims that weapon nacelles were previously mounted at these locations. All written tattoo patterns are in Russian, and indicate that SCP-2273 was a major in the 22nd Armored Infantry Division. It is fluent in Russian and German. SCP-2273 was recovered during investigation of a seismic event and radiation spikes detected outside Danner, Wisconsin on 13 October 1989. SCP-2273 was found after tracing radio transmissions coming from its location. SCP-2273 was wounded, delirious, and suffering from malnutrition. It offered no resistance to the recovery team. It was moved to Site-17 shortly after its recovery. Selected Interview Logs Initial Interview Log Interviewed, SCP-2273 Interviewing, Dr. Bora, Site-17 Humanoid Anomaly Psychologist Forward Interview was conducted primarily in German. SCP-2273's ability to speak using AM radio had been ascertained during recovery. Begin Log Hello? Can you hear me? Your accent is atrocious. Yes, I can hear you. But speak in a language I know you'll understand. Ah, yes. All right. I'm told you answered to the name Alexei Belotrov. Is this true? Let's quit with the pleasantries. I am a prisoner of war. And you are my interrogator. You killed my men, tortured me, and left me to die in the wilderness. Have you not done enough? I... Uh, I'm sorry. You heard me. Don't act like you don't know what was done to me before I was brought here. My men died because I surrendered. I see now that it was a mistake. They should have died like warriors, fighting for the motherland, not gunned down like animals. I thought I could end the war for them, give them much-deserved peace. Instead, they are dead, likely not even buried but left to rot. And I am here, being interrogated by some Skinny in an American concentration camp. Alexei, do you know where you are? No. And it does not matter. You will not break me, filthy dog. End log. Closing statement. SCP-2273 remained largely unresponsive after the final transcribed remarks. Dr. Bora opted to discontinue the interview shortly thereafter. Following this interview, Dr. Bora put forward a request to provide SCP-2273 a limited amount of low-level information regarding the Foundation in order to gain SCP-2273's trust, furthering cooperation. Interview 2 Interviewed, SCP-2273 Interviewing, Dr. Bora Forward Interview was conducted in German 
Six hours prior to interview, SCP-2273 had been issued an outdated copy of the Level 1 Researcher General debrief in an attempt to make it understand the nature of its containment. Begin log. Alexei, are you ready to talk? I understand now. You... you are not dogs. You are crows. I'm sorry? Crows. It is Red Army officer slang for... your people. You do not fight in the war. Instead, you steal weapons from both sides for... whatever purposes. Containment, I suppose. I guess this means I am no longer in the place I came from, duh. Yes, Alexei. That's right. We need to find out where you came from, so... So, we might be able to figure out how you got here, and possibly come up with a way to get you back. Do not lie to me, Skinny Crow. You are going to keep me in this cell forever. You and I both know this. Fine, I won't lie to you. Yes, you will probably spend the rest of your life in this facility, but it doesn't have to be entirely miserable. If you help us, We'll see what we can do to help you. Please, just let me be for a while. All right, Alexei. Take your time. We'll talk whenever you're ready, okay? End log. Closing statement. SCP-2273 began showing signs of severe stress shortly after reading the issued document. However, most signs and acts of aggression seem to have ceased. Interview 3. Interviewed, SCP-2273. Interviewing, Dr. Bora. Forward. Interview was conducted in German. This interview took place upon SCP-2273's request, three days after Interview 2. Begin log. Alexei, you said you wanted to see me. Yes. I've thought about your offer, and I would like to talk. I don't know beyond all doubt that you're not working for the Americans, so I won't tell you anything that you wouldn't already know. This is fair, duh? Yes, I suppose it's a fair offer. Hmm. Okay. You kept talking about a war. What can you tell us about that? It is the second great patriotic war. The war to end the world. Several years ago, when I was only a child, the Americans launched a nuclear attack against the Motherland and her allies. We retaliated in full force. Very few people were left alive, and much of the surface was rendered unusable for farming, or even just living. That is why I am in this armor. I couldn't survive very long on the surface without it. Oh. Okay. What else can you tell me about your armor? It was built for us by the engineers. I don't know how they do it, or how they work. But this armor has saved my life more times than I can count, and has been worth the pain it has caused me. Can you elaborate on that? How has the armor caused you pain? The armor takes many years to grow. 
I was only a boy when my parents volunteered me for the program, and getting attached to the armor was likely the most painful thing I have ever felt in my life. But it was worth it because I am that much more of a warrior for my country. Everything it feels, I feel. Everything it sees, I see. Everything it smells or tastes or hears, I smell and taste and hear. Everything it thinks, I think. I'm sorry, your armor thinks? Yes, but not how you and I think. It identifies targets, weapons, ammunition, supplies, friends and foes, objectives to be captured, terrain features, hazards. It helps me to formulate battle plans when I am acting in my capacity as an officer, and helps me to fight war when I am acting in my capacity as a soldier. You already see how it helps me to speak to my men and my superiors from great distances. It lets me hear the enemy from a great distance as well. This armor has served me well. Okay, I think I understand. Can you tell me about how you got the wounds on your shoulders and arms? When you found me, I had just been captured by the Americans. They had forcibly removed my weapons and my supply pack, creating these wounds. They did this with all my surviving men. Then, they identified me as the commanding officer and took me aside. They shot my men shortly afterwards. I thought you were the same Americans who had captured me. I still don't trust you. But I don't believe I have a choice. What can you tell me about how you got here? Do you know? I don't know how I ended up here. All I remember is a bright flash of light. Then all the Americans were gone. There were trees that hadn't been there before. But I was very deep in American territory and I didn't believe they would dispose of an officer such as myself so easily. So, I began sending encrypted distress codes and wandered the forest until your men found me. Is there anything else you would like to know? No, Alexei. That's enough for now. Thank you. What did you say your name was? You may call me Dr. Bora. I appreciate what you've told me so far, Alexei. Thank you, Dr. Bora. End log. Closing notes. SCP-2273 showed significantly reduced signs of stress following this interview. Further interviews are recommended. Interview 4. Interviewed, SCP-2273. Interviewing, Dr. Bora. Forward. Interview was conducted in German. This interview took place the day after interview 3. Begin log. Hello, Doctor. Is there more you would like to discuss? Yes, actually there is. Uh, thank you for asking, Alexei. Before we continue, may I make a request? Tell me what you need and I'll see what I can do for you. 
You wouldn't happen to have recordings of the Russian composer Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky, would you? I'll see what I can find. Thank you. Now, what is it that you wanted to talk about? Yesterday, when we were speaking, you mentioned that your suit was built by engineers. What can you tell us about them? Well, they cannot live unprotected on the surface like you or I. But I don't think they have ever built armor for themselves. Well, why wouldn't they? Do you know? I am not sure. I think it is because only soldiers wear armor. And it is not their war. What do you mean, not their war? They're people too, aren't they? Crow, do you not have engineers here in this world? They are very much not like us. They fear the sun and have coats like beasts, but are smarter than any man, skinny or armored, crow, dog, or Soviet patriot. Any man you may ever meet. They are what has made the modern war possible for both sides. I see. What else can you tell me about them? They weren't truly known to man until the years of the Great War and the Revolution. The French found them in buried cities where the Western Allies were digging their trenches. Eventually, they were made to build weapons for the war by both sides. This war led to the revolution and to the end of Germany. I can see by the look in your eyes that you know something of what I'm talking about. This is good. Perhaps your world and mine aren't so different then, da? Hmm. It would seem not. End log. Closing statement. SCP-2273's request for musical media has been submitted. Approval is pending. Interview 119. Interviewed SCP-2273. Interviewing Dr. Bora. Forward. Interview was conducted in German. This interview took place as part of standard weekly interviews. At this point in time, SCP-2273 had been in containment for approximately two years. Begin log. Hello, Alexei. How are you feeling this afternoon? Well enough, Doctor. The last books you've given me have been interesting. This traveler through time from the Englishman's novel. He reminds me of myself. How so? He has seen many things he did not think he would ever see. His travels have taken him to dark places he wishes he had not been. He saw the world die. And he has gone somewhere he cannot return from leaving friends behind. This is true for me also. I see. Do you want me to let you keep that one for your collection then? Yes, Doctor. Thank you. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Yes, Dr. Bora, there is. I've been having trouble sleeping at night. I know you don't have technicians here, but I'm afraid my armor might be malfunctioning. If you could somehow remedy that, it would be much appreciated. Malfunctioning? How? Well, it keeps dragging up old memories as I'm trying to sleep. That's one of its functions. It lets me remember details I'd otherwise forget. 
in order to keep me safe while on the front. But now, it's showing me scenes from the war, things I don't need anymore. Actually, forget it, Doctor. This is a problem for a technician, and you don't have any here. I'll learn to cope. Alexei, I don't think that's the armor. Are you sure you don't want to talk about this? How long has this been going on? I said don't worry about it. Dr. Bora, it will be fine. Alexei, I'm a doctor. I'm trained to make sure people in your, uh, predicament stay healthy. If something is bothering you, you need to let me know. Now, what sort of things are you remembering before you go to sleep? SCP-2273 hesitates for approximately 30 seconds. I told you where I was before your men found me, da. I... I see my men's faces, staring up at me from the dirt, doctor. Asking me why I didn't keep them safe. Why I was allowed to live while they had to die. I trained alongside those men for years before they put us back on the surface. Since we were all young children, we were brothers. And I gave them the order to surrender and got... got them killed. I should have died with them. I am no better than the American dogs who shot them. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Please make this stop. At this point, SCP-2273 rose from its seat and approached the interview window. As it did so, radio white noise began being recorded by all radio receiver equipment within SCP-2273's containment unit and interview room. The static continued for the remainder of the interview. I was only trying to keep them safe, Doctor. Why couldn't I have died with them? Further statements redacted as per Hippocrates Protocol. Access requires Ethics Committee or Overseer permission. And log. Closing statement. Dr. Bora has recommended downgrading SCP-2273 to an ECTC sapient anomaly, granting it limited social privileges for the sake of relieving stress. This proposal is currently under review by representatives of the Ethics Committee and Site-17 security staff. Hey everyone, it's Pacific again here with a quick ad break. All right, so you guys know that I've been trying to lose weight lately. You know, I've been yeah. kind of uh, on the bigger side for most of my life, but I've, I've been able to drop a lot of weight because I've been trying to eat healthier. You look good. Th thank you. you the problem good. is, is I can't cook at all. Like, I'm basically going to just make, I've like... I've tasted your food. I don't know if you guys ever heard of factor meals before. Yeah. No. Okay, so factor meals, it's like these easy, ready-to-eat meals that they'll send to your house. I'm oh, sure nice. you've heard of services that do this yes, type yes, of Yes, 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 yes. Where sure. they send food, and it's... this. What I actually really liked about factor is it's like, it has to be kind of idiot proof for me because I can't cook or do anything, but it's like ready in two minutes. It literally comes everything together. You don't have to like make anything. Wrap? It's it's all put together in its own thing. Two minutes. It's not frozen, which actually makes it awesome. Oh, nice. You know, the frozen food. Yeah. It comes like in a box. It's like chilled, like yeah. with chill the cooling stuff. But uh, you got all kinds. So I did the keto one, but they also have like calorie smart protein plus. They've even got like, so my wife ended up really liking these, these like energy shots okay. that they put, they put in the box that we ordered where she, it's literally like just a little shot of different kinds of energy shots that were 
awesome. That sounds amazing. Was, I always was like, I'd see these commercials or I'd hear commercials for stuff, but I thought Factor Meal seemed like something that was really threading that needle and would have been really, really perfect for me. But dude, they had like pancakes, smoothies. Who doesn't love pancakes? Dinners and stuff like that. Yeah. So they have breakfast? They got like midday snacks. And I, so I thought it was like perfect. Get it in, get it done, yeah. boom. If you're just looking for yeah. like fast premium options and you don't have to really cook or be able to do anything. Sure. Factor is awesome for that kind of stuff. And I thought the, and the quality of the meals, restaurant quality meals that I just could like heat and eat, dude. So it's not like you're, you know, your frozen stuff you get at the grocery store. So if you guys want to try factor meals, I'd say go for it because it's really helped me out. And I've, I was actually really surprised. All you guys have to do is head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50. That's five zero to get 50% off. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off, guys. Give it a try. That's half. I know. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And now, back to our show. Person of Interest File Number 2273-01 Legal Name Alexi Belitrov Alias is Used Father Anvil Associated Groups of Interest The Eastern Clockwork Orthodox Church Reason for Monitoring POI is a former SCP object. POI may possess sensitive information regarding SCP Foundation operations and assets. Monitor communications through standard channels, detain if information leak is detected. Updated 2063-1101. Monitor known and suspected points of contact, carry out information control measures if information leak is detected. Priority, low. Status, currently believed to be living in Eastern Clockwork Orthodoxy Monastery in Volgograd Oblast, Russia. Updated. 2063-1101. POI is deceased, interred in the graveyard of the Volograd Eastern Clockwork Orthodoxy Monastery. Background Information POI was contained as SCP-2273 by Foundation from 1989 until 2018. Upon hypothetical lifted veil scenario 2217 having been realized, SCP-2273 was released alongside all other applicable Type C sapient anomalies with provisional POI status. POI was given passage to Volgograd Russian Federation through the MANA Charitable Foundation MCF's, Anomaly Reintegration Project. POI sought employment with Russian Federation government but was denied due to anomalous status. POI participated in televised, radio, and online interviews, but was unable to find permanent employment. In April of 2020, POI 2273-01 contacted the MCF's Volograd Office for Anomaly Reintegration, OAR, seeking discrete relocation. MCF internal documents indicate that several displaced anomalous entities had been taken in by various religious entities, including the Eastern Clockwork Orthodox Church. Three weeks following his contacting the MCF, Foundation assets became unable to track POI-2273-01. 
In April of 2021, POI 2273-01 contacted SCP, former Dr. T. Bora, Site-17 humanoid anomaly psychologist, through written correspondence. POI did not disclose his location and the listed address was a known MCF mail handling center. Correspondence was handwritten. SCP reciprocated POI 2273-01's correspondence, quickly resulting in the regular exchange of correspondence between the two anomalies. Following SCP expiration from lymphoma-related complications on 13 January 2034, all undelivered correspondence addressed to it was returned to senders, including POI 2273-01s. On 22 February 2034, a phone call from the MCF Volgograd OAR was received by the Site-17 Office for Public Affairs. The caller identified themselves as a former SCP object but did not disclose further information, instead repeatedly inquiring to the state of SCP and, when informed that SCP was deceased, requested contact information for next of kin. As such information is considered sensitive, this request was denied. It is believed at this time that the person responsible for this interaction was POI-2273-01. No further information regarding POI-2273-01's location or status was obtained until the MCF Office for Public Affairs released a public statement declaring that POI-2273-01 had expired of natural causes one decade prior. This public statement also published several previously unavailable documents regarding POI-2273-01. Several selected transcribed pieces of correspondence and other related documents are attached to this document. Personality Profile of POI-2273-01 As indicated by these and similar, unattached documents, indicate that POI-2273-01 was a minimal informational security risk to the Foundation. Attached Documents Selected Pieces of Correspondence Addressed to SCP Correspondence Addressed to SCP Dated 31st March, 2021 Dear Doctor I'm sorry that it's taken me this long to contact you. I've been busy. As far as I can tell, you're still facing your own issues. I wish that this weren't the case. If you're allowed to speak about it, I'd like to know whether your case handlers are any closer to resolving the issue. If it's sensitive information, I understand. Doctor, I never had the opportunity to thank you for everything you did for me. You didn't take credit for it, but I know you had a hand in my downgrade to Type C status. That you were at least partially responsible for introducing me to Victoria. And I can never repay you for that. The nightmares still haven't stopped, but because of techniques you taught me, I can handle it. There is no way I can repay you for that. The last three years have been hard. I'm not meant for this world, Doctor. This is a world of flashing lights and happy people and air and food and capitalism and things I'd never imagined. Your world is stranger than the books and music and films I was allotted ever allowed me to conceive of. People in Russia walking on the surface, making phone calls to friends in the United States, while military personnel from both countries cooperate to secure peace in places like Libya and Syria. 
It's beautiful, Doctor. And it's not meant for me. I think of the people I knew in containment often. Is it strange that I miss being in a cell? I miss Penny and his damnable card tricks. I miss playing table tennis against the... What did security call it? The Space Crab. It was fun to play against it anyway. And I miss Victoria. I never told you this, Doctor, but the reason I was so quick to try to be friends with her is because I wanted to make up for what I did in the Toronto bunkers and elsewhere. I still feel responsible for what happened to her. She was the only one who didn't show disgust the first time she met me. And she was my best friend in this world. Is it strange that an old man's best friend was a small disabled girl? On the outside, things are strange. I was able to eke out a living through public appearances for a while, but one can only do so many interviews repeating the same information before it becomes exhausting and before there is a loss of public interest. People on the street recognize me and either avoid me like the monster I am, or treat me like a celebrity, or hero that I am not. It's aggravating to know that eyes are always watching you the way they are out here. This may sound cold-hearted, but I almost miss seeing Russia as a burned and radioactive wasteland. I had to escape from the spotlight, and I hope you understand that. Doctor, I can never give you back what you gave to me, and I hope this letter finds you in good health and strong spirits. Please, if your handlers will allow it, write back to me. I want to know how everyone still at Site-17 is doing. I understand if there must be some omissions, but unless I am mistaken, they'll allow you to see this letter. So please, get back in touch. I do not want us to be strangers. Your patient and your friend, Alexei Belotrov. Notes. Letter was translated from German. This was the first piece of correspondence delivered to SCP, sent from POI 2273-01. It is believed that the entities listed by POI 2273-01 are, in order, SCP-191-N, SCP-507, and SCP-163-EX. At time of reception, there was no reason to believe that POI 2273-01 had any information regarding any of these anomalies that had not already been declassified following Lifted Veil Scenario 2217. Low priority monitoring remained in effect at this time. Correspondence addressed to SCP, dated 4th December 2022. Dear Doctor, it's strange, Doctor. For the first 30 years of my life, I was told that atheism was absolute truth. That religion is propaganda used by capitalists and monarchs to keep the many in chains. In containment, I simply learned to live day to day, hoping that I might be allowed something to pass the time. But here, the people who are helping me, 
They dedicate themselves to their god, and their lives are without worry or pain. They treat me as one of their own and ask nothing of me. They are more understanding of my condition than anyone employed by your foundation or anyone who tried to help me on the outside. These people are not in chains, Doctor. They may be the only free people I have ever known. I do not have a television of my own, but on a trip to a village a few kilometers from the monastery, I saw 163 on television. It was being publicly presented during some sort of conference by an American scientist. I'm glad to see that it's healthy. Perhaps more public knowledge of its existence will lead to some resolution of its homesickness. I could never tell when it was happy, but I like to think it enjoyed our games. On a similar note, I saw that Penny's published an autobiography. One of the clergymen here ordered me a copy. It should be here in a few days. I wonder what he has to say. From what little he was allowed to tell me, his experience with the Foundation had been... unique. But I suppose this is true for all of us who have lived on the inside of containment cells. Maybe there's nothing to be learned there at all. It feels strange to say this, Doctor. But for the first time in my life, I've started praying. I pray for people I've never met and for people I've lost. I pray for Victoria and Penny and all of you crows. I pray for your health, Doctor, and hope that someday you'll be able to walk as a free man. Please, write back when you can. Sincerely, Alexei. P.S. I finally quit avoiding the issue and have written a letter to Penny. I'll deliver it when I deliver this, and will let you know if he writes back. Thank you so much for giving me his address. Notes. Letter was translated from German. Signature line was written with a calligraphy pen, the first apparent time such a tool had been used by POI 2273-01. Analysis of ink and paper indicated that it was not factory produced, that the paper had been milled using a combination of waste plant fibers and cotton. The ink had been locally manufactured with charcoal and ethanol with results chemically similar to India ink. Later cross-referencing found that both recipes were commonly used by clockwork, orthodoxy monasteries and communes. Correspondence addressed to SCP, dated 30th April, 2027. Dear Doctor, I heard about what's happened. The people who relocated me, they don't want me to return to Site-17. Ever since I've been released, people have assumed that I faced abuse, or even my current condition, because of the Foundation. And these mana people are no different. I'll call you when I can, if you could give me a good number to reach you at. I'm so... so sorry to hear about this. Please, do what you can to take care of yourself. Follow your physician's orders. Know that my prayers are with you. Penny's as well. Does this have anything to do with your other condition? I know the Foundation should cover your medical costs, regardless of whether it is, but perhaps your case handlers could help alleviate your pain 
if they could work harder to eliminate whatever it is that's put you in a cell. I don't know. I pray for you every night. I don't have materials to make a card here, and my place here has become more permanent, so I can't simply buy one, but I'll do whatever I can to help you. Please, let me know how I can help. Remember that Christ is with you, comrade. Alexei Belotrov. Notes. Letter was translated from German. This letter was received shortly after SCP was diagnosed with stage 3 lymphoma. This was not considered an information breach, though SCP did express distress that this information proliferated through social media and other methods as rapidly as it had. As a result of the content of this letter, it is believed that, at some point following his last letter and before the signing of this one, POI-2273-01 had joined the Volgograd Eastern Clockwork Orthodox Monastery as a full member. Correspondence addressed to SCP, dated 7th January 2034. Dear Thomas, Myself and my brothers and sisters here all pray for a safe surgery and rapid recovery. Please, when you are able, contact me. It has been a cold winter, and good news will help to welcome the coming spring. I've lost too many friends, Thomas. I have known far too much tragedy in this life. I've seen worlds die. I've seen friends die. I've made men I thought my enemy die. I cannot stand to watch another leave this world so soon. Not after hearing about what happened to Penny. Not after Victoria. God is with you. I know you believe this too. You may be unmarried, Doctor. But you are not unloved. You have to be strong for me. You have to be strong for yourself. If you are ever worried that you cannot find the strength to continue, think of the garden you'll plant this spring. I'd like to share gardening photos with you again. Not many of my brothers and sisters here appreciate the simple beauty of a flower bed, or the effort that goes into growing a patch of vegetables. It's a beauty I'd like to continue to share. Trust in the power of our Lord, Thomas and trust in the power of modern medicine. God is smiling on you. Please, be strong. With love and prayers, Alexei Belotrov. Notes. Letter was translated from German. On the signed date, SCP entered radiation therapy to treat its lymphoma, which had entered stage 4 and became metastasized. However, several cancerous tissues had evaded detection in SCP. Its condition deteriorated rapidly, resulting in its expiration on 11th February 2034. The letter arrived on 15th February 2034 and, following analysis for informational breaches, was returned to the sender addressed at the MCF Volgograd office. This was the last confirmed contact by POI-2273-01 with Foundation personnel tracked anomalies prior to his death. Selected excerpts from journals secured following public announcement of POI-2273-01's departure. Excerpt from a journal entry dated 7th January 2035. I'm only writing to gather my thoughts. 
I don't believe I'll be keeping this journal regularly. Today's the day that our monastery celebrates the birth of our Lord. However, I feel no desire to celebrate. All my friends in this world are dead. My brothers and sisters are partaking in some celebration outside my dormitory. All of the required ceremonies are complete, and neither they nor whatever is happening out there now will lighten my mood. Father Cogwheel and Mother Axel both spoke to me today, expressing concern. This is the first Christmas I have spent alone in this world, so I do not expect them to understand. Though they are both standardized, they do not know what it's like to sit in a containment cell, or what small comfort might be gleaned from a piece of familiar music. They are machines, stuck in mechanical ways. They talk of confession and forgiveness, but they do not know what it's like to confess to war crimes, to murdering innocent children, while a man behind a glass partition nods and tells you that you can be forgiven. They do not know the joy one might feel when teaching a small child chess or watching her eyes light up as you tell her stories. And they do not know the darkness that can enter a soul when one sees those people die. I know there is comfort in the words of God, in the schema, in the words of Jesus Christ. But this comfort evades me now. I do not know if I will ever find comfort again. But I have survived greater trauma. So I will try. Outwim, inuinium, outfakium. Notes. This and all further journal entries were translated from Russian. Though they were not released until 10 years following POI 2273-01's death, they were valuable in confirming that POI 2273-01 had direct connections to the Eastern Clockwork Orthodox Church. However, these journals were written during a 29-year gap in surveillance of the subject. Full information on the subject's activities during this time will likely never come to light. Excerpt from a journal entry dated 16th July, 2039. Sermon Notes Ideas Finding Strength in Our Mechanized Salvation's Promise to Return Why Standardization Must Be Sought After The Beauty of Industrialization Our Mechanized Salvation's Grand Design Simplicity Found in Nature Self-constructing systems. Strength of naturally occurring systems. Adaptability of humankind. And the beauty of human ingenuity. Notes. Page had been torn from the journal but later replaced. Page showed wrinkled marks. Adjacent pages contained further notes on an apparent sermon POI 2273-01 had been assigned to write by a high-ranking individual within the monastery. This is possibly indicative of promotion of POI 2273-01 within the monastery's religious hierarchy. No evidence of the actual content of the sermon or whether it was ever delivered has been discovered. Excerpt from a journal entry dated 21st September 2053. I have lived a long life. It has been a painful life. 
My earliest memories are of mushroom clouds and radioactive rain and cold concrete bunkers. I spent one-third of my ninety-five years fighting a war I should never have believed in, and another one-third of my life within a cell, never seeing sunlight, and being tossed children's novels to keep me compliant. It has only been in the last third of my life so far, what I strongly believe to be the final part of my life, that I have seen our goddess's light and mercy. I know that I am a sinner, and that prayer or a modest life as the one I have lived will not be enough to earn our goddess's forgiveness. But this does not concern me. I have sinned and will pay for my sins in kind. She has cursed me, such that I may not be standardized. But she has also blessed me, that I may see the wicked in humanity and may be equipped to speak out against it. I am not concerned that I will pay for my sins, but rather that I have not fully fulfilled my purpose in her grand design. We are, each of us, cogs and gears and springs and axles, and all other manner of mechanisms in her grand mechanism. She has been rebuilt she has departed our world with a promise of return. But she was never truly broken as we are, each of us a part of her and she a part of us. Those who do not follow our faith in the footsteps of our mechanized salvation and of her son, Jesus Christ, are not doomed to eternity as nourishment for the flesh. Those who do not follow our faith in the footsteps of our mechanized salvation and of her son, Jesus Christ, are not doomed to eternity as nourishment for the flesh because they are heretics, but because they seek to make violence in the world, seek to disassemble the beauty of her grand design. Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, Christian, Jew, and all others are equals in the eyes of our mechanized salvation. And it is not those who do not know the words, but rather those who would hurt her children who are frowned upon. And all of humanity are her children. I do not believe that my time in this world is much longer. Brothers and sisters, when my time of judgment comes, do not mourn me. I would rather you remember these words. The goddess is most pleased with those who seek kind, non-violent resolution to their problems. Because a machine whose gears grind against each other is a machine that cannot work. Seek truth, but also compassion. The words are only words. Seek out the truth within them. God bless you all, Father Anvil. Notes. The proceeding is the final known journal entry authored by POI 2273-01. It is believed that POI 2273-01 had prepared the statement in lieu of a last will and testament or in addition to one.
MCF and Eastern Clockwork Orthodoxy documents indicate that POI 2273-01 was found deceased from apparent old age within his dormitory on the morning of 13th October 2053, less than a month following authoring the excerpt. This and other documentation confirm that POI 2273-01 had achieved some rank within the monastery's religious hierarchy, though a precise date for the adoption of the moniker Father Anvil is unknown. Closing Remarks at this time, it is believed that POI 2273-01's remains are interred within the graveyard at the Eastern Clockwork Orthodoxy Monastery, where he spent the last years of his life. There is no substantial evidence of information leaks as a result of POI 2273-01. I am recommending this file for closure. Signed Agent Melissa Brown. Foundation Records and Informational Security Administration. SCP-2273 was written by Agent MacLeod. Our narrator was Nicole Goodnight. Dr. Bora was Russell Moore. SCP-2273 was Atticus Jackson. Agent Brown was Danielle Hewitt. Our music is created by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. Our script curator is Jesse Hall. And our transcriber is Cheyenne Bramwell. I'm your showrunner and sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah. And our producer is Tom Owen. For more information, visit scparchives.com. You've made it to the end of another bloody, disgusting podcast. Congratulations. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody, disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, Nightmare on Film Street, and more. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.